0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another Build, Tune, Race podcast. Uh, It's been quite a while, but we are back, and today we're going to talk about the burnout truck build. If you guys don't follow the YouTube or Facebook channel and watch the videos, I have recently built a burnout truck, a 1986 Chevy S10, and the guy sitting across from me right now, Alex, helped me build it, and we were actually at his house January 1st of this year, and I'd kind of been thinking back and forth on whether or not to build one, Seeing all the stuff uh, Garrett, a.k.a. Cletus had been doing, and LS Fest having some burnout contests, as well as some local stuff, and I've kind of wanted to build one of these things, I said, I wonder if we can find something, and then we started looking on Craigslist, right? Yep. So, we uh, found one at $350, and the next day we headed up to what is Colorado Springs, a town about 45 minutes north of us, and picked it up, and It was it's a beaut, uh
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a sight to see underneath a tree with nothing to it honestly
0: that that is true so this truck was sitting underneath a tree and had leaves everywhere they had taken the front end off of the truck and leaves packed in every nook and cranny in the front end of this truck and the the hood was what up against the guy's house yeah the radiator was in the truck uh, in the bed of the truck yep. um. There was a whole, once we ended up getting it home, there ended up being tools inside the cab, a DVD player, flip out DVD player, two sets of lights, it had all sorts of random stuff in it, so it was kind of funny. But uh, I guess that's what you get when you go buy a project vehicle, and sometimes you don't know what's in it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Especially whenever somebody just gives up on it like that and just leaves it as it sits.
0: Yeah, so the plan was to, I guess, VA swap it or do something, lower it, paint it. The guys had some plans, and... It looked like you spent about two days worth of work on pulling it all apart and pretty much left it there. Yeah. (laughs) So we loaded, uh, ended up taking the enclosed trailer up, pushed it into the enclosed trailer, uh, and then we headed over, grabbed some dinner, and then I found another Facebook marketplace find of a 4.8 liter LS
1: and headed over there. We picked that up. That guy would not budge, though, on the price. No, he was pulling everything he could to not budge on the price.
0: I was trying everything I could to get him to move just a
1: little bit on that dang thing and he just wouldn't do it.
0: So uh ended up picking up that I think for what, six hundred and eighty bucks? Is that what I think I gave uh, him?
1: I think it was something like that, six seventy something, six eighty something. Yeah,
0: so right in there. Uh so more or less made one trip up and one trip back and we had a truck and an engine to start building a burnout truck with so the fun began uh, the nice thing with building the S10 burnout truck is that you can find everything you need, there's swap mounts there's tranny mounts there's lots of information online A uh, little bit of different things on whether or not it's going to fit the transmission tunnel Alex would look back and forth and we try to figure out like, will it fit, will it not fit how far forward does the engine need to be once you get swap mounts for something like this they usually have adjustment front and back uh, so we We just kind of started. What what did we start with? We started, well, I guess with cleaning it out. April and I, one one day, just kind of tried to clean all the leaves out, which was probably a three- or four-hour project of just getting leaves out. Got the engine pulled apart, pulled out of it one day. Yeah. And uh, started with a rough shell. but So we went back and forth on this, and it ended up being a 2.8-liter V6.
1: Yeah, 60-degree V6. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, Ah, force them. No, no, it is a V6, but... The earlier models came with a 2.8, and the laters came with the 3.4, right? 4.3. Or, or 4.3. Or um, 4.3. So a really little bitty V6, and then a little bit bigger one. This one was a automatic truck, so that made it a little bit easier uh, as far as not having to delete anything or whatever. Everything pretty much hooked up uh, as far as pedals go and not having to modify any of that. But we started that probably was then by mid-January. We kind of had everything cleaned out and working on getting parts. We had the engine. Um, So on the engine, we ended up just... I wanted to do a simple, what I call a quick rebuild on one of these LSs. I think the engine was supposed to have, what, 120,000 miles or something like that?
1: I don't remember what the guy said, but...
0: Well, they all have... They're all... They all got some miles when you get them this way. So, oh, yeah. Uh, the $680 4.8 liter LS. The reason for going with the 4.8 is I figure I'm going to rev the crap out of it, and supposedly they rev better or whatever. Uh, figured I'd try it, play with that 4.8. Not a lot of people do. So my quick rebuild is pull it apart, throw a cam in it, valve springs, oil pump, and usually in this process you put a swap pan on it on the uh, S10s, they use like an H3 muscle car pan, H3 slash, GM muscle car pan. Bought it off of Amazon. I uh, got that on through the new Texas Speed Cam. In it I told them, I don't care what it is. I just need it to run good from about 5,000 to 8,000 RPM because that is where this truck is gonna live. Because this truck is being built for one reason, and that's just to do burnouts. That's the only thing this truck is like gonna be used for. So I said, all right, got you. Sent to cam and we. But pretty much in one evening, we tore the motor apart. And then in another evening, we put it together with the new cam in it. Didn't really have any issues. There was the one bolt we found. Or the little... Oh, the little bolt in the oil pan.
1: Yeah. Oh, damn. Yep.
0: So that's always a fun one when you're pulling stuff apart. And there just so happens to be an extra bolt in the oil pan. So that was a trip. Uh, I posted it in the YouTube video and stuff. A lot of people, you know oh, that's, that's a timing gear bolt or whatever, and it kind of looked like the cover or off the timing set, but uh, it's one of the flat ones, not one of the button head, more of a button head design bolt. And
1: I don't know where that thing came from. Yeah, some people said the oil or uh, the what, pumps on the front of the crank. Yeah, the oil pump. The oil pump, yeah.
0: Yeah, it could have been one of those little bolts, but like it did, didn't
1: match the oil pump that was in it. No, it looked like the oil pump had been changed because it didn't have no... F- flush bolts on it it was all the hex head bolts
0: so i don't know where the heck this bolt came from i was a little nervous but we pulled everything apart it all looked pretty good we slid the cam out of it and you start looking at cam bearings they got little nicks in these bearings but you look online anybody that says you're doing a junkyard ls build don't look at the cam bearings just don't look at them yeah and i looked at them i was like i don't know so Screw it. I'm not putting can bearings in this thing. We'll see what happens. I don't even know how long it's going to live as far as doing burnouts. It might go out there, do one burnout, and destroy itself anyway. Uh, high insight kind of like what Motion did with their Bald Regal. If you guys know that build, uh, most research they did a Bald Regal build, and pretty much after about three minutes, it chucked the, the rod out of it. So you're, you're literally abusing the crap out of whatever it is for two to three minutes. Full sin, rev limiter, everything you got go for it and hopefully it doesn't overheat and blow up uh so threw that in there we did the trunnion kit the little che trunnion kit that was pretty easy
1: yeah that was an easy little swap i think that was actually real beneficial for that motor honestly because it got rid of all the little freaking needle bearings
0: mm-hmm. yeah once you if you've ever done a uh trunnion upgrade on an ls you kind of realize where they could come apart and go into the motor that'd be a bad deal because it's Got all these little needle bearings when you pop the tr- the stock little trunnion dill out of it or roller bearing out of it, it, it just falls apart. Crap goes everywhere. And yeah. if you had one of them come apart in a motor, it could be real bad. Uh, and then the brass bushing, the trunnion kit makes it a lot better for revving it at high RPMs and everything. So, I mean, that took maybe a couple hours to knock them all apart and pop the new ones in. And that kit's not real expensive, so definitely worth that. If you guys are doing something uh, LS-based, definitely look at doing a trunnion kit uh, or better roller rockers. But again, if it destroyed this motor, I don't want to be too far invested into it. If I only get, you know, a few minutes of runtime, which is still to be seen. I still haven't been able to do a huge burnout in this thing. Uh, no thanks to all the COVID crap that happened and shut down the Cletus and cars and all of that. But we will be headed hopefully to the August one here soon, uh, to send this thing and see what it does. I'm trying to get with a local, uh, Motorsports Complex here with us uh, to go do a practice burnout, but even they're having issues running events and all sorts of crap, so uh, you just don't find an area so much that you can just go do a massive burnout.
1: Yeah, there ain't much area to do (laughs) anything as far as on the street or... Yeah, I mean, you can find a
0: cul-de-sac, but it ain't gonna... Can't really mimic it, and you probably can't do a full three-minute burnout without pissing a whole lot of people off, so uh, I gotta try to find somewhere good to go test this thing but once we got the engine together we hooked it onto the tranny uh ended up putting a power glide it's actually my spare power glide out of my camaro and hooked it onto that to just mock up see what it does i figured i'd use it to begin with and looking at all the burnout stuff from australia that's what they a lot of them run is a power glide two speed you know first gear get it wicked up set it in second and full send from there and uh doing a lot of the calculations on wheel speed i figured we're talking somewhere in the 170 uh, mile per hour wheel speed range depending on tire size of course. uh which i figure for what we're doing shouldn't allow tires to last all that long but we ended up hooking that up and we ran into a few issues with mocking up the engine and transmission it didn't quite want to fit
1: yeah a lot of that was because we tried to figure out every which way around cutting the k-member
0: yeah, so that's if you guys have ever looked into an LS Swap S10, uh, cutting the K member is a whole, whole part. Of a lot some people do it, some people don't. I looked it up. They said you don't have to if you use this pan. I said perfect. Let's try to do that, um, which we were trying to sync the engine and tranny in together, and that was probably our biggest fault, uh, because of that K member in the way. So, we tried. We tried again. I guess some of the people in the comments and videos said if you lift the cab up, you can do it, but. Also, I'm probably not going to be lifting up a cab if I'm in Florida trying to swap a motor for an event or indie or whatever it is. So uh, we went ahead and set that in there. Ended up putting the engine in, getting it set kind of right, and then we tried putting the tranny in,
1: and that didn't quite fit. No, they had some rebuild ring in the freaking flywheel.
0: Yep, so uh, also it hit the pinch weld so we ended up having to move the pinch weld and if you're doing this some of what you'll read it says ah set the engine mounts all the way back well we're actually slid forward a bit uh we're we have the heads right up against the firewall and you really want the heads probably in about two inches away from the firewall to give the transmission bell housing enough room there but this is on a power glide so if you guys are doing something with a bigger bell housing than a power glide it, it will get really tight in the 86 but what uh, Alex has done. He looked it up. You said the eighty six is the tighter tunnel,
1: right? Yeah, the S tens pre four point threes have a smaller tunnel than the ones that came with the four point threes. They that's the only change, as far as I know, body wise before they physically changed the exterior in the nineties. So if you guys are looking for one and you want a little bit bigger tunnel, look
0: for something that had like the four point three in it. Uh, but yeah, so we ended up getting the pinch weld kind of moved around the engine does have to slide a little bit more to the passenger side which they normally do in them trucks anyway and then to get the bell housing bolts in it uh we ended up knocking a few holes in the firewall to reach through to get to the bolts some of them you get from the top of the truck the biggest thing was sliding the engine about two inches away from the firewall kind of kind of gained some of the clearance we needed but that brought us super close hindsight after all said and done the starter is extremely close to the k-member uh But if you run like a mini starter, it'd be a little bit better. But it does fit. So we got that in there as we were putting the engine in, like Alex said earlier. Uh, There's like a ring that can go on a stock LS converter that I guess somehow can come apart and stick itself in the back of a crank. So if you ever get one of these junkyard LSs, make sure that it doesn't have like this ribbed ring inside the back of the crank. It should be smooth because we go to put it up in there, put the spacer in there for the converter and all that stuff, the adapter deal. That you get with like a flywheel, like TCI or whatever. And it just won't go in. So then we're on Facebook Live or YouTube Live or whatever. Yeah, and we the sat live. there for like... We're like, oh, we're going to set the engine in and show you guys. So we're like, okay, cool. Engine's in. We're going to put the tranny in. Go to set the tranny in. No way. Not even close. Uh, because of this freaking ring. So I sat to sit there with a dang ink little die grinder for probably... 45 plus minutes yeah. just whittling away at this thing, cutting at the top of it to get it to finally like where I can uh, pop it out with like a hammer and a flathead screwdriver, got it out. We got it in there and it, and it fit pretty well. It's, it's tight, but it, it does fit uh, without really hammering on the tunnel other than the pinch weld. Yeah. And I used, I ended up using car shop ink mounts. or like an eBay mount. And then for the tranny side of it, I used a motion race works s10 trans crossmember for a power glide and every mount has a little bit of slide and adjustment so then you can kind of get it where you need it so you have a little bit of play to modify what you want there and get it exactly where you need um once that was all in there so engines in everything's good and then i started building the headers had my dad come over show me how to build a set of hoodie hood exit zoomies so this truck has hood exit zoomies that come out over by the fenders and it's pretty rowdy it's pretty cool looking and that's just something i always wanted with zoomies i was going to try to go out under the truck but an s10 with an ls swap is an absolute disaster as far as trying to do uh headers downward um there's a few companies that sell them you can get a couple but even the like high dollar ones even some of the cheaper ones that you find are meant for the swaps it sounds like and it seems like people still kind of fight it going in oh and kind of jump back if you're putting one of these in there you pretty much have to delete the heater box yeah like there's really no way around
1: it no there's no way around any of the ac box or heater or anything
0: yeah you might be able to like notch it or whatever and keep a portion of but i I don't even know if that would work but because you got to delete a massive portion of it that was a big pain pulling that thing out too that night we ended up pulling the heater box out of the truck in like four pieces because (laughs) I don't know how you'd ever get one out and in without removing the whole dash completely. Uh, We were able to get it out in a few pieces like that, cut the little uh, copper, is it copper? Or just aluminized or whatever. Uh,
1: uh, Aluminum tubes off the heater core, yeah. Off the heater core just to to help us get it out without removing the dash. Yeah, so we didn't have to remove the whole heater core itself out of the box to get the box out, so... Yeah, so we went Why ahead it, cut it.
0: and pop that out. Um, so at this point, you know, I got a delete panel off of, like, eBay. There's a lot of simple parts off of there. 4.8's in it. Went ahead and built the headers. That's a pretty cool deal. If you guys want to see more, like I said, go check them out on the YouTube channel. I have the whole build of, like, how we built the headers over... It was probably a week or two or whatever, and my dad come over and help me, like, figure out a few tubes I'd weld. He'd figure out a few tubes I'd weld. And then... Uh, got those all finished up and then kind of locked everything into place. Somehow the headers ended up moving and they, they favor one side a little more than the other, which is kind of weird. Uh, something I had to do on there to get the headers to work is been the brake lines out of the way, I guess on a lot of the burnout vehicles from what I've looked at and kind of figured out from Australia is they will delete the rear brakes. And I haven't done that yet. I still need to, but, uh, the brake lines coming off the stock S 10 cylinder, actually have to be moved over uh out of the way if you're trying to do hood exit the way i did it but uh so that's kind of a pain but we got past that part and then what do we end up doing after the headers we kind of i guess it's kind of more or less final assembly started wiring kind of put the front end on um i ended up using on the truck a terminator x a holly terminator x and it's a pretty cool system i tried initially when tuning it using ve but wasn't totally in love with that it wasn't working the way i wanted it to so i went back to the fuel uh regular pound per hour fuel model uh like i do on all the other cars i tune on holly but more on that here in a little bit so we got that installed i ended up getting for a fuel system i got a like aeromotive um pre-made stealth 340 in tank pump it's a little six gallon i didn't want to go with like a 20 gallon fuel cell because i figured that was going to be quite dangerous to uh have 20 gallons of fuel sloshing around yeah. no fuego no good so didn't want any fire so just went with a small fuel tank put the transmission cooler in the back of the truck uh hopefully i just have it on a switch to where it'll just come on with temperature of the motor uh full send on all the cooling system put two 10 inch fans We ended up putting the 10 inch fans in front of the radiator.
1: Yeah, some pushers.
0: Yeah, we put some uh, pushers on it to gain some room, kind of, to the crank. So we didn't change any of the pulleys on the 5.3 out of like a truck. It still has the, like, we didn't gain any room that way. So it still has stock truck crank. We ended up having to remove the um, power steering pump because it was a little too close to the uh, steering box.
1: Yeah, it set right on top of
0: the box. <laughs> yeah, not too close. It was literally in the same position of. So got rid of the power steering pump uh, and then just got a shorter pulley. But otherwise, I ran all the same bracketry and everything. I'd like to maybe find at some point a manual S10 steering box. That'd be a good good thing to go look for in a uh, junkyard one day.
1: Oh, I'm pretty sure I can find one somewhere. Yeah,
0: Alex um, goes and look, and he's like, hey, man, I'm at the junkyard because we were looking for, like, what, a hood hinge at some point and a few other things, and uh, he goes, you know, I, I, there's an S-10 here, there's an S-10 over here, there's an S-10 over here, there's there's a, there's a billion of them things in a junkyard, so. Yeah,
1: I probably know where about 20 different S-10s are, and I'd say about a dozen <laughs> short box beds to replace whenever you finally destroy that one.
0: Yep, so that was part of it, too. You know, they, uh, at Cletus's events, they, they seem to like the wall taps and stuff like that. So I figured I'm going to put something together. I kind of thought like El Camino and then I realized, you know, it's part of the body. So I need something I can find a bunch of relatively cheap. Parts are readily available. After building the Mazda, I realized how important that is. If you're going to try to do things or fix parts, you need to be able to go find parts. The Mazda is impossible to find anything. So ended up doing something like an S10. So as I do wall taps or whatever, as the bed gets beat up on this thing, more or less, cut the bed off. Take the bed off. Put a new bed on. I'll have to transfer over the little fuel cell and the tranny cooler, but nothing too crazy at that point. So uh, that that's not a bad deal. So try to come up with something that will be usable and future-proof for for taking a beating, because that's all this thing's going to do is just get beat to death.
1: Yep. So what yeah, it was built for.
0: <laughs> that's what it was built for. Full send burnouts. Uh, ended up deleting that stock fuel tank as well in it. So then we got anything, kind of all the unsafe stuff out of the bed. Oh, and us welding up the diff. Yep. So we did the old Lincoln Locker with the welder and just welded it up. And it's now got a full spool in it. <laughs> kind of. Uh, we ended up welding. I welded all four of the gears together and then put a plate in there. I more or less figure if that's going to go, then it's going to kick the the
1: axles out of it at some point. Oh, so. yeah, huh? As long as you have a welded rear end, if it goes, it's going to destroy the housing completely. So <laughs> you might as well go with a whole new axle after that. Yep.
0: So. And everybody's like, what do you, What would you do? Whatever. And I'll, I'll end up putting a nine inch in it if, once we destroy that. Cause then that'll fit what's in the Mazda and the Camaro center sections, 35 spline, everything will be in a sense interchangeable or, you know, I can swap out. Uh, rear gear ratios or whatever as needed when they all kind of match, so eventually it might get a Ford nine-inch, but maybe maybe this rear end's gonna live a little bit.
1: I mean, I've always dealt with a lot of people doing Lincoln lock rear ends on little S tens, even full-size Chevys as race trucks. Yep. And they said mainly the only time they have an issue is when they hook too hard. Yeah, when just you go out and
0: launch just, it like at a drag strip so yeah I, i'm not planning on it i wouldn't mind running this thing at the drag strip i have no idea what it would run it might not do too bad i i have a feeling clyde's faster so I, i'm gonna say probably in the 13 ish range i don't know it's just well, a total guess
1: but, yeah clyde's probably faster i mean clyde's what 300 and something horses 2400 pounds well
0: on the hub uh clyde only made 277 but that was down a cylinder and everything so yeah probably in the 300 range and then uh We'll we'll tell you guys some dyno numbers here in a minute, but so we ended up getting all that done. Got the rear end welded. Everything's coming together. Trannies in it. All's good. It does have trans brake. Not planning on using it. I ended up putting a lightweight steering column in the truck from like Motion Raceworks because the stock one was all sorts of wallered out. Yeah, it was terrible. It was all over the place. It's the worst. So. Got rid of that. Put a nice uh, removable steering wheel on it with a two-step button as well. The interior in the truck's pretty rough. It does, it's missing a door panel. The other door panel shit, and then the seats are torn to hell, and it's just it's yeah. ugly.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a 1986 S10 <laughs> <laughs> that
0: they, they probably left the window down in a few times or something, type of a deal. So uh, interior not the greatest. I used an old shifter that I had off of a Powerglide laying around. Got a new. Uh, shifter cable, that popped in pretty easy, went together relatively, oh, oh we put the deep uh, tranny pan on it. Yeah. I do that on all the power glides now, once my Camaro had some issues with the stock style pan, I put deep pans on it, it gives you two more quarts in a tranny that's going to see a lot of abuse or heat that gives it two more quarts to have to heat up and everything, so that that's going to help itself there. So engine, tranny, all that's in, ended up, I wanted originally to do like a Holley high ram with two huge throttle bodies up top just to make it look the most ridiculous thing I could. Uh, COVID all the China stuff, no Holly high rams around nothing I could find. So ended up doing like a Holly single plane, which kind of fortunate that I ended up going this route because the throttle body, like a, I ended up putting a Wilson throttle body on top of it and then things are crazy expensive. And I would have had a lot more invested in the intake setup. Like literally right now I probably have a thousand dollars In between the throttle body and intake that sits on top of a six hundred and eighty dollar LS, so that everybody talks about you know junkyard LSs, but all said and done, you end up with like three grand into this motor.
1: Of course,
0: (laughs) not including my friggin' probably high dollar headers that we ended up building, all that stuff, which saves a lot of money when you do it yourself. But ended up putting a really nice billet valley cover on it, churched it up a little bit, and it's way too nice for that engine that it's sitting on, but. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, for a burn-up looking lower, it's definitely got some nice stuff sitting on top of it.
0: Yeah, if you you open up the hood and you look at it, you're like, gosh, dang, this is a nice engine. Like, somebody, this is probably built to the hilt. And, and No, no, oh, it's absolutely not. It's got a cam in it, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, new oil pumps, stuff like that. But, yeah, it, it is still a 120,000-mile LS with headers, a single plane, and a 4150-style uh, carb. I ended up, I wanted to originally do methanol on the build ended up putting E98 in it, E85 so far right now. I might change it up, maybe put race gas, I'm not sure. Um might try methanol, but the terminator X the sensor does not read very well down low in the, like the 5-6 range or whatever where is what you want for methanol. Uh so ended up just doing E 80 pound injectors, Siemen Deca. I mean those are pretty budget really popular injector you can kind of find they bolt right in, work really easy. Work, tune well, idle well, everything. So threw those in the truck. What else did we put into it? I'm trying to think, I think that's mostly, most engine stuff. We ended up just getting a, like uh, we actually ended up, we were able to use the stock throttle cable yeah. to hook up to it. But I just had to get like one of the 4150 brackets that mount, but the stock GM throttle cable mounted up to the 4150. So that all
1: was super easy. Yeah, that all worked out pretty nice. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, ended up keeping the, like, the power brakes are on it, kind of. It hooks up to the intake and stuff. They don't they do not do the greatest, but uh, we rebled the brakes before we drove it and stuff, too. But, again, I need to delete the rears and just see what it does with the fronts. So, as far as any of that, chassis-wise, we left it the same. That's still all stuff. I need to go do a big burnout and see what the chassis does. We know we're probably going to need some sort of, like, anti-wheel hop. Device that we come up with, whether it's, like, a tractor implement, like what you're talking... Uh, Alex has got a buddy that more or less took a tractor implement, welded it to the housing and to...
1: The axle. The axle. The, yeah, the axle and the frame.
0: And the frame uh, to help it from wheel hopping. Some people say put, like, Cal tracks on it. Some people in Australia, they literally just weld in a solid bar and make the rear suspension solid, and you don't have any... Um, Leaf spring, it, more or less it locks everything in. You have a little bit of movement from the leaf spring, but not much. They actually say that's better for tip-in, having a solid rear uh, suspension, because the truck kind of slides around instead of trying to more or less catch itself. Uh, I wouldn't mind lowering it at some point, maybe just a little bit, but I don't want to get too crazy. I want this thing to do some burnouts, prove itself, and then we can move on to some of that other stuff. But uh, Chassis-wise, otherwise stock, stock. Lot trucks real stock, just LS swap basic, just thinned out, simplified for burnouts, power glide, you know, stuff like that. And then, so now about three months in, it took us about three months from January 1st. We were trying to hit the first or second Cletus and cars of the year. Uh, we probably could have made it. All the COVID stuff happened that slowed down some shipping, some parts availability, stuff like that, which started, could have overnighted some stuff, could have made it if we had to but then once those uh, events got canceled we took another about week or two probably to finish the truck up and actually get it running and driving fired it up it's loud Whoa, that's loud and obnoxious <laughs> it's super obnoxious and then what's the first thing we do take it and put it on the hub dyno yeah so we had a few little kinks figure out once we first fired it um tranny linkage you know just shifter stuff but otherwise Pretty simple. Fired right up. Did what we needed it to do. Uh, got it. Did that. Fired it up. The first night was, what, like 9 or 10 at night? I'm sure,
1: Roughly, yeah. I'm sure the neighbors hated it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the neighbors hated every time we've cranked any of those vehicles so far. Because, I That's mean, true. we've had days of having all three of them running <laughs> in the garage.
0: When you got to shuffle them around and do work in the garage, sometimes you got to fire them all up. But uh, got it running. Took it over the dyno. Threw it on there. Had a few little issues like initial tuning with the VE table. And maybe it's because I'm on E doing it on gas scale. But it puts this weird wall in there. I just, I don't, I haven't figured it out or love the VE. I mean, if I sat there for a few more hours, probably could have dialed it in the way I wanted. But I said screw it, threw it in fuel uh, mode, threw my bass tune in it. And within a few pulls, we were headed in the right direction. We chased it for a little while, ended up forgetting to put the... Weather station on the dyno, so it was only making like 277 horsepower. It was pretty low 270, 280, 285, yeah, something like that, which is what it really makes. But again, we're at you know 5,000 plus feet D elevation, which probably six or seven thousand feet at least DA density altitude ended up plugging in the weather station which made a huge difference and it so now we're in the more like it made another 80 horsepower whatever so we're closer to like the or 85 or something so we ended up getting into the 385 370 range which i think is actually the tune-up that it'll probably like uh for doing burnouts but ended up throwing some more timing at it leaning in and out playing with it again this on e98 i threw a tr6 plug in it uh, I'd assume it could have definitely a warmer plug in it because that's even like a boosted plug. But I figured, you know, doing burnouts, keep everything, trying to stay away from detonation, keep everything happy, throw a little colder plug in it, even if you give up some power. And by the end of the night and making a lot of rips, and I'm sure people hearing it from Miles, because we had people come from Miles because they could hear it on the dyno, uh, ended up producing right at like 402 horsepower on the hub dyno. So, which even if that's a little high, you know, high threes to the wheels or whatever, corrected, not up here, but most of the burnouts we'll be doing. As far as competitions, will be in a lot better air, too. So, a 4.8 liter made right around 400 at the hub, uh, a.k.a. wheel, which is similar but not, not exact, uh, horsepower, out of a 120,000 mile 4.8 with a big old cam in it. And it sounds good. I like the sound of the cam.
1: It definitely sounds good. It's just, like I said, obnoxious (laughs) when you get up on it, especially right there when you're walking by.
0: Alex was uh, holding the camera for one of the pools and forgot to put an earplug in, which I did the same thing a few pulls earlier, forgot to put
1: one of the earplugs in, and oh my God, it's loud. It is. Yeah, that, what, seven seconds worth of pulling felt like it was about 45 seconds in my <laughs> yeah. ear You watch back at some of the pulls and you're like, "Man, I could
0: have swore the like the dino pull took longer than that, but it when it's in there rowdy like that, it, it's so loud. It's just screaming. We actually backed the truck into the shop and left the front of the truck kind of outside of the shop because of the hood is zoomies E98. I wanted it to try to push the the fumes out of the shop and not be directly in it cuz it it was rough, but it is you crack that thing open, it's loud. People know what's going on, and I can't wait to do a huge burnout and that thing be screaming at 7,000 RPM, just on and on and on. It's Yeah. I mean,
1: the only thing I'm trying to figure out is if we're going to have enough fuel with that six-gallon fuel cell, seeing how much <laughs> we burn on the dyno.
0: It burns that up, that fuel, pretty good. I think I think we're going to be okay, that six gallons. I mean, we might get down to, you know, Maybe two left. It might use up four. It all kind of depends on how long these burnouts take. So on the last pay-per-view that Cletus did, they had a two-minute time limit, which pretty much everybody went over until they popped the tires, which that works too. Uh, and maybe that's what you just do, but you plan on. I would assume this thing's going to take, depending on what tires we put on it, somewhere between two and four minutes to pop tires. I'm going to say it's probably more in the two to three minute, two and a half, maybe three, 3.15 to get a set of tires off this thing. Uh, but I really won't know until we get out and really try it. Initially, I'm going to take the stock little S10 tires, which they're kind of big, throw them on there, pop them, and then eventually probably start running some like 40 to $60 Walmart tires on this thing, like 225s, and try to just figure out a way to kill them in about two to two and a half minutes. And go from there but again this is where we're at with the truck as the truck went and made 400 horsepower i did pull the truck out try to do a little burnout on the concrete pad by my house and it comes up and kind of holds the converter which i don't know exactly i bought a used converter which i know better uh but just threw it in there i figured it'll work and i think it will but it doesn't want to flash past the converter with the brakes on low tire pressure it's got a lot of stuff working against it right now so yeah
1: definitely
0: i need to put the real put full tire pressure on there delete the rear brakes and i I bet it'll wick it up no problem uh if not maybe we just need to spray with some nitrous old james tall told me you know just slap some nitrous on it if you need to and maybe that's what we're gonna have to do Uh,
1: i think we'll be all right for one burnout yeah just deleting the rear brakes and then figuring out what we need to do from there
0: yep figuring out what else we got to do to try to kill tires as fast as possible so I mean that kind of goes through the whole build for what it took us, and now we're just kind of in a waiting hold to get this thing out to a burnout contest. So if you guys know one, hit me up on uh, Instagram at build.tune.race and let me know where a burnout contest is near you, where they got a like a pit that you guys can do burnouts in. Uh, if it's somewhat near Colorado, within a few hour drives of Colorado, then I, I would love to you know run out there. But that's more or less basic breakdown on the truck, 1986. Beater of an S10, old shitbox, and we slapped a 4.8 in it with a power glide, welded up the rear end, threw it on E98, which part of that is to help cool it as well. Uh, ethanol and methanol helps keep it cool while doing a burnout. The Anybody that's trying to do the swap too, the radiator we used is for like an 86 Corvette. It's kind of goofy, but it does fit in there. It takes a little bit of... Uh, attention on exactly how you want to use it or run it but it will go in there the power the steering box i didn't touch on that we just looped it over and we're just going to run it like that for now and otherwise i mean pretty simple build three months few few bucks invested into this thing you look at it and don't look like it's worth anything but i got i got i got a few bucks wrapped up into this whole build but it is a burnout vehicle that we're going to go do burnouts with and hopefully i see burnouts becoming a sport in the U.S.
1: It looks like it's headed that direction, that's for sure.
0: I mean, you got Hoonigan's doing it, Cletus Garrett uh, doing his pay-per-views, and the Cletus and cars. LS Fest had a big old burnout contest last year, a few events local to me, like the truck events seem to have like a little burnout pit contest thing going on, so, I mean...
1: Yeah, well, now it seems like every event that's going to be at PPIR is going to have something with the burnout box. Yeah, they, they have a burnout there. box
0: there now. So as long as they keep that and that's going, I mean, I don't see why they won't let somebody go in there and put on a show for everybody. And that that's what I also to do this truck is, you know, it's to go out and put on a show. You know, I'm not trying to keep just upping upping. It just needs to kill tires and do it and sound good and put on a show and do that. I'm not trying to race necessarily the next guy. I'm just trying to do a better burnout so you don't you don't get, I don't think, as bad into this chase game, but over the next few years it could get crazy where everybody has, you know, big block blower cars and trying to make six to a thousand, six hundred to a thousand horsepower to to go do this thing. Which maybe there's different classes or whatever. Uh, watching the stuff in Australia, they love it. It's amazing. I can't. I'd love to make it over there one day to go to one of their big burnout events like Summer Nats and go check that out. That would be. I'm sure that you'd learn a lot, open your eyes to a lot. Uh, that
1: truck's gonna need a quite a bit more than what it's got now because they try to <laughs> pop tires in under a minute.
0: Yep, yep, and that's what I mean. That's what some of the difference might be. That the U.S., you know, if whoever kind of runs that deal is, do you have unlimited time? Do you put a time limit on it? Uh, in Australia, they don't want you to touch the wall. The car, you know, that. But then I saw during the the burnout rivals that Garrett did the last pay-per-view. It it was he did have a little bit more of those rules implied of kind of what the judging was to be or part of it or like some of it down there is if it can drive off after the burnout and stuff like that uh lots to learn but it's definitely starting a new thing here uh if you don't believe me just wait because eventually a lot of people are going to have burnout vehicles i feel it's uh it's headed that way and it's got a lot of steam behind it and a lot of people pushing it which is awesome and I mean, compared to a drag car, a heads-up drag car, no prep. I mean, I probably got thirty grand into my Camaro easily, uh, and I mean, it, it does well in its class, but it could easily have another twenty poured into it to try to be a top competitor in a class like it is. And the burnout truck, you know, you can literally take your at as Cletus of cars events. There's people taking like bone stock Chevy fifteen hundreds and just sending it. Oh yeah not that it's maybe the best setup or hopefully it's not your daily that you need to try to work on monday because some of them things leave overheated and popped radiator hoses but that is what you, i mean it's cool because you can take your bone stock vehicle or you go find a you know a chevy 1500 on craigslist or whatever and 1500 bucks three thousand dollars throw throw a cam in it and go send it in a burnout weld up the rear end i mean you, you can do it fairly cheap which is pretty cool i went kind of serious on it but also as budget as i could kind of do being what it was but i can't wait to go go do some
1: burnouts even the budget parts of it like the rear end that's it's a usable part why not use it till it blows and then put something better right yeah it's gonna
0: you're gonna break it okay well when it breaks it it breaks it and then i'll replace it i'm gonna i'm gonna use what i can for now at least in it and then go from there or until i'm like oh it needs that to do a better burnout Until it has to be upgraded. But otherwise the chassis there is relatively untouched. As far as any of that goes. Shocks. Like I know that it probably needs something like that. Or an anti-roll. The like anti-wheel hop deal or something. But I'm not even doing that until I go out. Do a few events. Learn some stuff. And then I'm sure it'll be on from there. Like I'm not afraid to like put a pro charger on this thing at some point. Or (laughs) whatever it might need. uh, To go a little bit crazier. But initially in a simple hopefully something that'll live for a few burnouts get rid of some tires and then see see where everything goes you never know like rules could come out classes could happen and then you got to figure out what you want to manipulate from there as well
1: i mean seeing the internals of that 4.8 that motor should definitely outlive the rear end and i think both of those are gonna live past one burnout that'll be a good
0: one which is going to last longer the the, the engine or the rear end because it'll it's going to get interesting as long as the tires are the first thing that we get rid of and then one of them other things breaks that's fine but i'll be super sad if it can't go out there and do a hell of a burnout the initial time but i'm i'm pretty confident we can we'll get through there and another thing is like i'm not used to just going out there and doing a full send burnout everything i have it's like be nice to it take care of it like maintenance it like this thing is like go out there put it on the chip and just let it ride until something blows up or breaks it's so weird to get in the mindset of just full send, but that is what this is built to do yeah (laughs) pretty crazy yeah so Anyway, guys, I appreciate you listening. I hope you enjoyed the little behind-the-scenes little chat about how the uh, burnout truck came to be and kind of why I did it. And we'll, it's it's to be seen if in the next few years this will be something that's major. Maybe I got a different build. Maybe the truck's completely redone and crazy and making a bunch of power, and it becomes the thing that it is. Oh, and by the way, the truck is called Bernie, the burnout truck. So Bernie... Uh, hopefully you guys if you're wherever you're at and there's burnout comp near you hopefully i can bring bernie to that comp full send it you guys can check it out and can't wait to see what happens from there but i appreciate everybody for watching again i know i'm hit and miss on these it's been a while since i've done a podcast i love doing them it's hard to get in here and do them it's really not but just planning it scheduling it finding the people to do it with or just talking about our stuff so Uh, You know what? Hit me up on Instagram if you like some of the ones I've done where I've interviewed people, companies, uh, business owners in the industry or you're kind of liking some of the the behind-the-scenes content of the videos that we do and then just getting a little more in-depth, I guess you could say, because this here has been a 45-minute chat about the truck, yet the videos are pretty in-depth, but you got to watch a lot of them to uh, fully understand it. This kind of gives you the overall gist, gist of it. But again, if you're not subscribed yet, please go check out the Build Toon Race YouTube channel. Follow me on Instagram at build.toon.race, and we will catch you guys next time.